0: Hi guys, this is Yoga girl Wakeji Kamore and welcome to Reflections by Wakeji Kamore. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on the time that you get to listen to this. Please remember to share this audio or the YouTube link that I will send to you <laughs> with as many people as you can so you can get as many people listening to the Word of God. So before we continue, I want us to do a quick recap of how far we've come. In the book of leviticus and how far we are headed okay i might just give a recap of how far we've come might not give a recap of where we are headed so the book of leviticus as mentioned is intended to help the israelites and the priests know how to worship a holy god this book is divided into different sections chapters one to seven is the laws on sacrifices like how to give sacrifice how to give a burnt offering how to give a grain offering a foot fruit, of, fruit offering etc etc chapters eight to ten is the laws concerning the proper conduct of the priests what they should wear that they shouldn't go and do you know the the um, the sacrifices when they're drunk that they should i mean this is how far they can go in the tent and all that and this is where we actually see the two sons of Aaron dying because of disobedience chapters 11 and 15 is about the laws on purity or the laws on holiness and this is about what animals what daily activities and what diseases God considered to be clean and unclean holy and unholy and how the Israelites would then come from unclean to clean and from unholy to holy chapter 16 and 17 covers the activities of the day of atonement this was like the hallelujah day of Israelites because this is the ex- the day they would actually get all their sins forgiven and there was a lot of sacrifice happening there was a scapegoat happening i know you guys remember that because it was just the other day that we read about it so now we've entered chapters 18 and 20 to 20 which is today we're going to do chapter 18 so we've entered. Uh, the part that covers the sanctification of the people so that they can be able to walk with god if you guys remember at the end of exodus where god said hey, you guys are stiff-necked and if i walk with you i might actually if i come with you on this journey i might actually end up destroying the rest all of you so god is now in the book of leviticus teaching people or giving instructions on how the people can be sanctified so now they can be able to walk with god And here we will find laws concerning sexual relations, culture, and warning against the previous habits, for example, child sacrifices that they had picked from Egypt, or the, I mean, habits that, of people who are surrounding them, like the people now who are living in Canaan and the people that were surrounding them, because these guys did not know God and they did not worship God. Okay, so having reminded ourselves of this, let's get into the summary of Leviticus chapter 18, which centers on the guidelines given by God regarding unlawful sexual relationships, right? So the Lord spoke to Moses and told him to inform the Israelites that they were not allowed to behave like the Egyptians. The sexual practices of the Egyptians were not to be performed in the land of Canaan. As in, don't go now bringing all those bad habits that you guys have learned in Egypt and bring them here. The Lord noted that he was the source of all their civil and moral laws and they were to obey him without question. The Lord then noted that the sexual practices of which he did not approve, he said that nobody was allowed to have sex with a close relative. He's re- restricted having sex with one own mother or stepmother. He also included one sister, half-sister and even stepsister. Sex with the in-laws and aunties was also mentioned as being against God's plan and wishes. The practice of having sex with neighbor's wife was also pointed out to be to being an affront against God. Leviticus chapter 18 also speaks against same-sex relations and also bestiality, which is having sex with an animal. God also, God also stated that presenting one child as a sacrifice to Molech. Molech was... Um, like a God that they used to offer their children to in Egypt was a blasphemy unto the Lord. The Lord mentioned that he banned such practices because they were common practices of the nations and he intended, of the nations he intended to crush. Remember that these guys, the Israelites, are going to Canaan and already in Canaan the people who are living there. So God is saying in this chapter that these guys that are already living in Canaan, are going to be crushed, that God is going to crush them, that God is going to remove them because they practice this bad uh, sexual relations that God is actually against. He explained that if the Israelites conquered such lands and if they, their duty to ban such behaviors so as to avoid defiling the land. The Lord, the Lord also told the Israelites that, they, that when anyone was guilty of such behaviors, they were to shun them Because they, they, they were to shun shun them because they were as (laughs) called, sorry, let me just repeat that. The Lord also told Israel that when anyone was guilty of such behavior, they were to shun them because they were, as he called them, detestable customs. Let me tell you. So this chapter (laughs) kind of triggers me. So it, 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 it. this chapter reminds me of a day when i walked into a group discussion in church and you know you know you are like um, at that time i was having in the teens church i mean the teens were calling me pastor and also i walked into a group discussion and they were talking about homosexuality in churches and the people in the group were sharing their thoughts and i hoped that no one would ask me by stand (laughs) Because at that time, I was so afraid of saying the wrong thing and offending someone with what I believed to be true. But today, I don't get all defensive and I have no reservations about my stand concerning homosexuality because my stand is God's stand. Homosexuality is an abomination to God. It's a sin and it is stated directly as such in this chapter and in a number of places, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Therefore, we as a body of Christ should do all that we can to encourage the end of it in our society. I've also noticed that in every place that homosexuality is mentioned in the Bible, the consequences are catastrophic. I mean, (laughs) not just to those that are practicing it, but to those, but for the whole community. For example, Genesis chapter 19 the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, not just a few people were destroyed, the whole city and the whole valley was destroyed. Then Leviticus chapter 18, which is the one we are reading today, chapter this chapter that we've just read today, verse 27 and 28 says, those who lived in the land before you have done all these terrible things. And all these terrible things were having all those sexual relations that God had said that people shouldn't. So the land became filthy. And if you do these things, now the Israelites, if you do these things, you will make the land filthy and it will vomit you out as it vomited out the nations that were there before you. As it never ends well, uh, in Romans chapter 1 verse 26 to 28 it says because people did those things. God left them and let them do the shameful things that they wanted to do. So in, in Romans chapter 1 from the verse 21, there's some list of things that are written there that people did. That people One of them is that people did not glorify God to be God. People didn't thank God. People didn't um, have good thoughts of God. So what happened is that after people had un- done all these things, God left them. And he left them to do the shameful things they wanted to do. And then there's a list of the shameful things that they wanted to do. So this is what I'm reading now. It says... Again, this is Romans chapter 1. You can read all the way from verse 21. But I'm reading from 26 to 28. Because people did those things. Those things being not honoring God, not glorifying God, not thanking God, having evil thoughts. God left them. Because of the things that they did, God left them to do the shameful things that they wanted to do. Women stopped having natural sex with men and started having sex with other women. And in the same way, men stopped having natural sex with women and began wanting each other all the time. Men did shameful things with other men. And in their bodies, they received the punishment for those wrong deeds. Homosexuality is a sin. Let's just say it as it is. And it never ends well. It ends is always catastrophic for the people practicing it and for the community that is condoning it. I'm not saying saying that now we should, you know, uh, stop loving the gay people or acknowledging them as our friends because we have friends that are gay. We have relatives that are gay. There are people who have daughters and sons that are gay. But instead, we should love them by praying fervently for God to rescue them from such destructive behavior. And then, as in, I usually feel like there's usually two extremes. There's an extreme that is like, shun people, beat them up, whatever. And then there's this other extreme that is... You know, excusing it <laughs> and making it acceptable. But God, as, as, as the body of Christ, God is asking us to love them by praying fervently for them so that God can rescue them from this destructive behavior. And also to stand on God's truth by not excusing it or making it as an acceptable alternative lifestyle or by making light of it. So the thing is, God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. And so should we. We should hate the sin by standing uh, standing on what God's words say, but we should love the sinner by praying for them and encouraging that this behavior ends in our community. This is your girl, Wakeji Kamore, and this has been Reflections by Wakeji Kamore.